So, uh, Clay, I heard that you had a joke about mimics. I did have a joke about mimics, but everyone said it sucked. So you know what I did? Uh, what? I revamped it. If anyone stuck around after that, this show's dedicated to you. Vamped it. Uh, like a vampire. <laughs> That's my bit. Sucking <laughs> blood. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, I hope you had a great Halloween, and hopefully uh, you didn't eat too much candy, if uh, you were able to get candy, period. I'm so sick. Yeah. <laughs> I ate too much. Yeah. If you're the person that hands out king-size candy bars on Halloween, <laughs> this episode's <laughs> dedicated to you. If you're the person that hands out pennies and toothpaste, no episodes are dedicated <laughs> to you. Uh, we um, we have a neighbor who um, has always, since the, we moved in, given out the king-size candy bars to the kids in the neighborhood. I mean, oh, she good. knows who they are, and uh, she is just the sweetest thing. Uh, you should dedicate that one to Sophie. Because yeah. Wait, this one's to you. So I really thought you were going to say Sophie gave out the toothpaste and pennies. No. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to throw her. No, she's really nice. She's a sweetheart. And, uh, Thank she, you, Sophie. You know, it, was, uh, it, it was something that was you know the kids always enjoyed and looked forward to. Um, a little different this year uh, with COVID still running amok. Yeah, still fun, uh, though. Hopefully you guys got out and did something nice. Yeah, and I mean, I know there were some private parties probably, you know, right. things like yeah. that to you you know, know, kind of keep it low-key. Just, just you know, buy those big in. bag of candies for yourself. Yeah, and maybe watch you stayed in movies. with the boys. You played some D&D, ate some candy. Who know? would do that? Who would just stay in on Halloween and play D&D? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. On Creepy. Dude, who plays D&D anyways? Nerds. That's I don't cool. know. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Next week we'll have a new cast. <laughs> yeah, we keep talking ourselves out of a job. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, it's not like we get paid for this. <laughs> That's true. What if What if I told you that I came in with content this week? Would that make you feel better? That no. would make me feel much better. I'm glad because yeah. I've got content this week. Actually, you're probably the only one that ever really does have content. Yeah, I have Aww. content. <laughs> Imagine your preparing. content is making me angry. It's <laughs> <laughs> not content. That's the best kind of content. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that definitely is uh, that is uh, Ryan's forte. My blood pressure doctor would like to have a word with you. <laughs> Every Sunday you have this large spike sometime in the afternoon. Crazy. It's a mystery, Doc. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is, Doc. I'm so zen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I had a couple of questions I'm going to run by you guys. Um, so recently uh, I've been thinking about restarting a campaign that I started way back in the day before I even knew really what D&D was because I love the idea behind it. Um, and I was thinking about it, and I wanted to try and like make my own monsters and creatures and things like that. But I looked online, saw enormous stat blocks for a bunch of things that I didn't understand, and got pretty discouraged. Have you guys ever homebrewed monsters or creatures in your campaigns? How'd you do it? Yeah, um, homebrewing stuff is something that I've really like grown into recently where I'm a lot more comfortable now that I know like the stat blocks of like base monsters, just kind of like tweaking them to fit whatever I need. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are like certain online tools that can help you to like scale up a stat block. Like um, 
I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but I'm sure <laughs> there are some calculators that you could find. Uh, the DM guide in particular, like if you're just trying to make a monster stronger, str- uh, stronger, <laughs> stronger. <laughs> if you're just trying to make a monster like homebrew. for a higher CR. So like, let's say you want to have goblins that are tougher than like, what are they? CR one half? Smarter than whatever. the average goblin. Yeah. So if you want to scale up their combat rating or challenge rating, I don't remember what it stands for. We did an episode on this like ages ago. So um, you can go listen to that. <laughs> um, but basically, if you want to make an enemy a little bit stronger, they have guidelines in the DM guide on how to do that. Uh, basically, it involves scaling HP and uh, their armor class and like the damage die on their abilities. But if you're trying to make something all your own, I would say um, take the monster that you have in your head and try and find something in the player's handbook that is like at least pretty close to it, right? Okay. So if you're trying to make like um, a giant mechanical crab or something. Of course I am. I would look (laughs) at maybe like, I think there's a stat block for a giant crab, which is probably what you'd base it mainly off of. But then maybe you add like the resistances of like an iron golem or something like that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I was looking at that, I was thinking maybe it would be easier to just take things that already existed and kind of reskin them. Right. Um, the piecemeal works. You do have to run, or you do have to be careful of like which you mash together, though, because yeah. some things you wouldn't immediately think of could be like really overpowered if you mix them together. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Like, you know, you might start racking up resistances or damage immunities, which starts to be an issue if you don't keep them in check. See, but the fun thing is, is then I'm going to be a new DM, so I'm not even going to think about half of that stuff. Yeah, right. So like, then what we does it do like immune to poison? Like, well, <laughs> if you're starting out, you know, you're going to have probably first level, you know, I'm guessing yeah. you're going to start a first or second level character. I was actually planning on starting at around 10th. Um, We're going to start at 18th. You're doomed. Yeah. Doomed. Now I'll start at one. No, I, I, I have to agree. But, you know, you keep in mind, you can start from scratch. All you really need to worry about is the description, what its attacks are, and what its defense is. I mean, that's a, the three basic because that's, for the most part, that's all you're really going to have to deal with. That's honestly. fair. Right. So, like, you know, if it's attacking with claws and it's a large creature, you could find another large creature with a claw right. attack and you could base it off of that. That's fair. Okay. That's a good way to do it because I'll probably end up doing that. How um, how crazy were you planning on going? Um, the like first creature that I had is a fox that bursts into flames. Hmm. I'm familiar with that fox. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. You've come across this fox before? Yeah. Stole your boat, if I recall correctly. He did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a firefox. Yeah, it's a firefox. Yeah, it's pretty Uh, knowledgeable. Yeah, it's meta. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So I, I, I'm planning on getting a little bit fun with it. It's just going to come down to uh, figuring it all out. But I think I've got. Uh, a good fit for most of them and now i have a new creature called a strongle um that's definitely <laughs> going to be in the campaign yeah, so how close are we clay mm, oh we're, we're still week, right we're still quite a bit <laughs> off but a week yeah you got a I week don't know. That's I, what I, have. I sent a, a little bit of a, a, a sneak primer. peek to ryan yeah. what do you think uh, I, th- I liked it a lot um when you first started dming this uh however many <laughs> years ago six years i want to say oh, i want to say geez. it was sophomore year of high school or something probably like that. Um, I really liked the idea then, 
But the issue, of course, was you had no idea how to DM a game. I had played <laughs> DM. I had played D and D once. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, I can do that. And You're an expert. Right. Yeah. And so, like, um, coming back to it now, when you have a bit more experience under your belt, at least as a player, um, I think that what you've written out already is interesting. It seems expanded upon based off of what you already had. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. A lot. You can tell. <laughs> um, and it's starting to look really good. And I think that if you just kind of like stay dedicated to it and keep like developing on what you already have, um, you could have like a really interesting world concept there. Oh, I feel like I just got pat on the back by uh, what's his name? The dead guy that invented D and D. What's his name? Guy Gax. Scary Guy Gax. It's even better than you a pat on the back from Gary Gax. Gary Gax. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Gary Guy Gax is a really nice. I heard he's a nice guy. That's another fun question. Just while I, while we're on the subject <laughs> of Gary Guy Gax, have you guys heard about the people that go and bless their dice in his grave? Yes. What do you guys think about that? I feel like that's a little bit tacky. It's too oh, much. I think those people probably have issues in real life. <laughs> and it really <laughs> but like on the other hand, I feel like Guy Gax would probably get a kick out of that. He probably, if he has a chance, he's probably cursing the dice. Actually, if yeah. I didn't. that's what I'd do. Yeah, if That'd I was be funny, if I was some sort of like pillar in the D and D community, and people were coming to my grave to like bless dice with from me, I'd curse all of them, yeah. like every single one. I'm like, you're never going to roll double digits <laughs> again. It's uh, that's what happened to Joey. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went down. And he was he, like, he this is to Gary kind Gary of the X. problem that uh, you know why. This didn't come out of the, uh, you know, the basements for quite a while. Yeah. It was this connotation of, you know, all D&D players are absolute nutcases. Only some of them are. Right. And that's Most. the thing. You have to remember that, you know, I mean, there are probably people that, uh, you know, that play Monopoly. They're just off, is, you know, just as far off of the, uh, the spectrum as, you know, some of them was that are playing D&D, but... You just don't hear about those. Right. Sure. And yeah. I, you know, the like guy walks into a market and tries to pay with Monopoly money, <laughs> you know. But, you know, that doesn't make the news. But a crazy guy sitting at a grave site, you know, rolling the dice on the grave and asking him to be blessed. You know, it, it's... It's like... Yeah, it's kind of weird and a little, like, tacky, like you were saying. Yeah. But I feel like if the family is okay with it, then... I don't see any immediate issues with it. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I've never really been able to find out is what the family of Gary Gygax actually feels about it. Because right. it's, it's happened so much that it's become, you know, something that we can talk about on the podcast. Right. But I, I have no idea how the family would feel about it. Well, it seems funny. In, you know, we've talked about that, too, the history. You know, this was it was more of a tactical war game based in medieval. That You know, that's the way he started it. I mean, he basically came up with the uh, the general concept and then, you know, they, he and his partner kind of, you know, mutated that over into like a renaissance, uh, you know, uh, type of medieval, you know, warfare. Uh, but I don't think he was, like I said, when, you know, these these games first started, there weren't backstories. It wasn't, like I said, it was more a tactician, you know, uh, type of a you know, background that most of these players were playing. They literally had fields, you know, like tables set up for fields in combat. I mean, it, you know, you see a lot of that, uh, not so much anymore, but, you know, back in the, you know, probably in the 50s, 60s, even into the 70s, they'd have um, tables with entire, where they would reenact entire battles from, you know, historic wars. 
Yeah. And it this sounds like was Warhammer kinda... 40k. Yeah, yeah, well, that's kind of yeah. Which and one so, came first? Do we know? I'm pretty sure D and D came before Warhammer, but I would Copycats. love to be proved wrong. Yeah, I mean, they had a lot of different iterations of the game. Yeah, but this is the one that just seemed to stick. Hmm. But okay. you know, I mean, you have to remember. I don't think he was. That wasn't his kind of thing. He wasn't the superstitious kind. It's that. That's not. That wasn't his thing. Uh, he was more about the game, the mechanics. And, you know, and that's what. Hmm basically made all the the nerds you know follow because they love the complexity of it that was part of it that's what drew almost you know all of my D comrades that's fair yeah. so you know i don't think i i can't imagine his family be too thrilled that you know people are dancing or <laughs> you know throwing <laughs> dice on there yeah you know that kind of that because that's a that's a throwback you know because no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, all the same. Thank you for having a public grave, Gary Gygax. I'm sure you would have pat me on the back like Ryan did if you were alive and didn't hear all the bad things I had to say about Witches of the Coast. But moving on, um, the other thing that happened in the last, t- last time we played together, I touched on the fact that we were doing an escort mission, and we came across some people on the road that uh, looked to be in need of help. And me being chaotic neutral, I didn't think about it for a second. I just kept moving because I really didn't care to help them one way or the other. Right. But let's say that we were in a, you know, a neutral good party. I think a lot of people, even chaotic neutral, would have stopped to help them. Right. Because, you know, maybe you help them out and they give you some money for it or whatever. Yeah. So what do we think is the over under on most of those situations where it actually ends up with you getting attacked well right see the thing is uh as a player i know that every single cart that stopped in the middle of the road is just a way for the dm to get me to stop moving on my cart and then get immediately jumped that sounds like <laughs> meta gaming right it's right, called exactly <laughs> but like I don't know how many carts can there really be that your character runs across that are just broken down because right. Like on one hand, sure. That could be a regular occurrence, but should I be expecting every single time I travel to run into somebody's cart who broke down? Probably not. Yes. Because we kind of write the mundane issues out of D and D. Um, just because, well, I mean, unless you're doing an escort mission, but I got, I got a cold. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have to pause the campaign. Right. <laughs> like there are some things that you just don't address where it's just like, oh, this person's cart broke down, but then they fixed it and they kept going because what does that add to the game or the story? Not much. Usually <laughs> now we're not insulting you, Joey. <laughs> right. Um, but like, so if you see a cart that's broken down, odds are that it's either going to be a plot hook or an encounter, or something important. And so usually you can't get away with just skipping it. I like to think that Joey just put it there, <laughs> and we would have fixed it, and it would have been like, thanks. <laughs> and then that would have been it. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Never know. Delaying our time. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, Kevin? What do you think? Well, I think you have to, you know, you have to get past the metagaming, because I think that's right. the biggest problem. Yeah. You know, you just, okay, been here, done that. This is what's going to happen. I know it. So we'll just skip it and get, you know, that way we'll get past it. Um, flashback to the very beginning of uh, the campaign I was running. Mm-hmm. You guys had, you could have completely left that, you know, the, the cage alone and just you know, done what you were supposed to do, gotten your money. And uh, we would have played a different campaign. That you would have happened. had a completely different <laughs> campaign. Yeah. 
It, uh, so, I mean, you know, sometimes mundane stuff, you know, it just depends. And Joey could have had a, uh, we don't know, he could have had an entire, you know, side campaign ready for us to do on that. Yep. That's how I got you out of the tavern. Yeah, it yeah. all started with the broken down apple cart. With the broken right. down apple cart. So, I mean, I think you, you, if you're true to your character, and you were, mm-hmm. I mean, you did what your character would have done. I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about that. And the more I think about it, the more I think... Theon probably would have robbed him, but <laughs> instead of just continuing on, Theon. I mean, what was you know, I, fe- I well, feel like you're uh, getting on the side of evil there. Hey, 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 hey! Who's the DM here? Um, Me. <laughs> I I'm the DM. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I'm kidding. It's you. You, you got yeah, that I'm campaign ready, right? Oh yeah. Okay, right. cool. But you started by surveying what they had. That's what your characters did. That's true. I did check to see if they had anything <laughs> I wanted. So, <laughs> so yeah. maybe I did play my character exactly the way I wanted. I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, want apples. Right. How badly did, did Theon really want, you know, two crates full of apples? Theon hates apples. <laughs> well, and with he's the, glad they're dead. With we the understanding that the, the, apples. The, the NPC wasn't stopping anyway. So right. I mean, really, exactly. So, I mean, now if that had been, you know, something you thought was really worth something, you probably would have, you know, taken the reins out of his hands or, you know, probably tried yeah, to yeah, stop him. him. Hey, pull over. Right, yeah. right. Pull over. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's, a, I think that's a good, a really good thing to bring up is, you know, don't metagame because it's really hard. You know, when you're, when you're thinking about it from past campaigns, when you're thinking about it, you know, like, because you know, I always like when the, DM doesn't tell you what you're fighting. He'll kind of give you a description. And unfortunately, you know, en- enough of us know because they've, you know, made 12, 1500 rounds through the uh, monster manual. You know what you, you're, you're looking at. But I always like that because you really didn't know what you were fighting. You didn't know, uh, you know, and if your character is the first time you've ever seen it, um, you know, that's it, it's good to question the DM. Would I have ever seen this? You know, and the DM says, no, you've never seen this. Well, now you've got to approach it differently. Um, you know, that's a you, <laughs> undead that, you know, you see skeletons. Oh, better get my bludgeoning tool because I know that skeletons can't be harmed with piercing or slashing. Well, I mean, that is kind of a common sense thing. They're well, made out of bones. But if but if you had never seen them before and this was your first experience, your first experience. Hey, how do you break a bone? Just real quick, asking you as a person with a crossbow, never with had an to axe. fight a skeleton within you. Right. But if all you have is a slashing or piercing weapon, oh, were yeah. you not thinking that through in the first place? That I mean, you might come up. You can cut bone. It's hard, <laughs> but you yeah. can do it. So I mean, it's just things like that. That was just an example, but I mean things like that. Right. You know, if you come up on something and you've never you've never experienced it before, and in a new you, you know campaign where you have first and second level characters, maybe third, you know by fourth you would think that they'd starting to get a little bit more knowledgeable about the area that they're in, you know based based on whatever campaign you have. So, but I mean, you know, that goes all the way through to, you know, portal, you know, and uh, planar travel, things like that. I mean, when it gets, you know, up there, you should give them some kind, you know, something as a DM to, you know, to think about, you know, and don't give it to them fully. And I agree. I think, you know, that's, you played your character. You've really played your character. You should just start spending inspiration points because (laughs) you you just keep earning it. (laughs) If I was a DM, because he's playing it like he should. You know, not like Clay wants to, because Clay knows that Clay's a little bit kinder than Theon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't get not any a points for lot. being indifferent. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh well. It's a little tougher to you know to just to role to, play to, true neutral. Yeah, 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 it really is to be <laughs> true neutral. That you just yeah, I don't care. You know, if it's if there's some in for me, pure. How yeah. many times have you said okay this campaign? A All right, lot. you get an inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh, this is fiftieth. It's time for an inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So I can actually kind of feel my uh, my blood pressure starting to rise. Ryan, do you have anything that you wanted to ask me? Oh boy, do I. Oh man. So um, oh, no. back again. It's been <sighs> a while, like over a month, I think. No. Um, <laughs> but we're bringing back the good old two lies and a truth. So um, if you're new to this segment, this is the segment where I uh, have two things that uh, I just made up uh, for fun, like homebrew stuff. And then one thing that's in a licensed wizard's handbook somewhere. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, and then Clay tries to guess which one it is. And all of you can play at home too. Clay, you're already tensing. My Relax. respect for Wizards of the Coast just slowly <laughs> tanks every time I play this game, and it's because Ryan picks the <laughs> stupidest things out of the core. But I'm sure there's hundreds upon hundreds of amazing things, but he picks the stupidest ones that he can find oh, to I've try and pick trick the me. The obscure ones um, <sighs> that, like everybody's like, that sounds so stupid. There's no way it's possibly real. You know, I think Joey, if you keep looking in the sandbox, I think you're going to start seeing some of Ryan's stuff appear. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> So um, this one is on magical items. Oh, good. Oh, I actually might do well on this because yeah, I've spent might. a lot of time reading through these lists. All right. So <laughs> I've got three magic items here. Tell me about them, Ryan. Here's the first one. The first one? <laughs> there is uh-huh. magical origami paper. Thank God. That when you fold it into an animal, it moves and behaves as the animal, animal that it resembles. That's So awesome. like you fold it into a little frog, it'll hop around. That's really cute. Yeah. I enjoy that. Like, yeah, you fold it into like a penguin, it'll like waddle. You fold it into a crane, it'll fly. If that's real, guess what I'm going to try and buy the next time we get into town. <laughs> <laughs> the next item is there's an amulet that heals you when you drink alcohol. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a dwarven amulet. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one is uh, there's a magic item that is just a pair of sunglasses that, when worn, makes your face always appear. Uh, as a stone cold demeanor, which gives you advantage on deception checks. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're smiling but you have these sunglasses on, it'll still look like you're just uh, <laughs> straight faced. It's like a permanent poker face as long as you have these sunglasses on. Oh, Theon needs that for his poker game. See, yeah. I want to. I want to get these just so anytime I talk to someone important, I can like make <laughs> stupid faces right, at them yeah. the whole time. Like I know that I'm sticking my tongue out at the king, but he doesn't <laughs> know. Yeah, so that's the three of them. Oh, jeez. Okay, so we've got um, the Dwarven Sobriety uh, <laughs> Right. Magic amulet. origami paper. Magic origami paper. That just sounds like something you made up because it sounds fun. It sounds like something you, <laughs> yeah, you would have thought of. Yeah, fun magic. No, <laughs> no. It, it sounds some, it's like especially creative. It seems like something you would have made up. I'm just okay. throwing that one out. I don't like that side glance you just gave me. <laughs> you need those poker glasses right now. <laughs> okay, and then there's the magic glasses yeah. that make you stony face. That also sounds like you. Uh, see, because I know there's the, uh, the the tankard of like unlimited beer or whatever for the dwarves and the alcoholics of D&D. So I, I'd like to think that there's also an amulet to go with it. That's that, kind of overpowered. Yeah, but that also feels kind of overpowered. You could just keep drinking and keep getting... It, what's the point in health potions anymore? Everyone should just be drunk all the time. Um, well, is that a caveat, though? The caveat, that just Can sounds like a bonus. Completely inebriated, but you know, 
healthy. I think that's how Bacchus, god of wine, became a god. Yeah, <laughs> he no, just kept drinking he just, and he healing. He just played drunken fist monk and then... <laughs> yeah. Where's the downside? There's nothing wrong. Right. Um, God. You're on your own insane. on this one, Clay. I haven't got a clue. I'm I'm going with the amulet just because I want it to be real because that sounds <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, Dad, Joe, you want to weigh in on what you think? Yes, you do. I'm going to agree with Clay. I think it's definitely the amulet. It's got to be, right? I think I've heard that one before. Right. I don't think it's too overpowered. I think that, that like you said, I don't... I'm, the origami paper, I just don't see a use. It's cute, but yeah, I, I'm gonna go with sunglasses. I you don't see a use. Do you know how many weird magic items there are? But oh, whatever. I know, <laughs> I know, but it just there's a quill that can ride underwater. <laughs> there you go. That's right. That's right. My favorite one. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> I'll give the people at home a few more seconds to co- make up your mind. Uh, okay, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Clay, uh, you said uh, the drunk amulet that heals you thing. Yeah. Well, well Clay, don't you throw it out. Are you doing it again? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yay. I'm yeah. so smart. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but I'm pretty sure it's from the Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount. Um, and basically, it is once per day when you drink alcohol, it heals you, I believe, the same amount of as a healing potion. It's called the Dwarven Amulet of Immortality. I believe, <laughs> I believe it's called the Drunkard's Amulet, but I'm not positive. That's on what that. I said. Yeah, so <laughs> the same thing. Um, so yeah, you actually got it right this time. Woo! What a good start when we get back into the swing of things. I'm so excited. So Joey got it right, too. Joey, how do you feel? I feel amazing. You know, I'd like to thank uh, everyone for how I got here. You know, this one goes, goes out for my mom. Oh, Joey, thank the, you. the lights are flashing. Uh, yeah, it's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Um, it's all the sugar you had from Halloween. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You, your mind is on overload. I feel like garbage, but my mind <laughs> is crisp. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all of those other uh, magic items made by yours truly, Wizards Hire Me. Wizards, please. <laughs> anyway. So we're getting pretty close to uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything coming out, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, we're getting real close. It's getting. Re- I'm, I'm excited. We're not going to talk about it for a while, but I'm excited. Yeah. I still have to read through the thing <laughs> after I buy it. Right, exactly. So that'll be... That might be one that... Are you going to buy it too, Joey? No, I'm going to have Ryan buy it right. and I'm going to exactly. steal it from him. <laughs> I knew one of us was going to come up with that. So. Yeah. But I honestly, I want to. I want to take a look at that one too. Hey, I mean, you know, Brightside, you guys keep your books at my house anyway, so I... <laughs> yeah, that's true. There you go. I guess we'll buy two. We'll leave one here and take one yeah, home see, with us. Yeah, see, there you go. Sure. We'll call so. it your tax. <laughs> 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 You're paying for storage. And yeah, I basically, I basically have, like, uh, a library of books that I carry around with me, and you're free to check them out whenever, I guess. Yeah, thanks. That's yeah, my payment. Carry around with <laughs> you, meaning you still Yeah, I used here. to carry them around. Well, he had, yeah, a, he had a bag. Here. Let's be honest. Clay has been uh, very gracious in hosting uh, so gracious. space for our campaigns, and uh, we... As in Ryan and myself got tired of carrying 70 pounds of D and D gear back and forth every bloody week. Yeah, and I'm not even DMing. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we uh, we decided <laughs> we'd uh, let Clay borrow it, and he can go through yeah. all the books. That's so why that's, that's every time every week when you guys are missing something, I've just gone into your bag yeah, and I've right. switched that's things. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, again, that's that's another facet of playing the game. You do seem to accumulate. Uh, a, a lot, lot of books. books. Yeah. A lot yeah. of books. 
I know a lot of it's online now, but yeah, there uh, are. I was surprised at how many source books. Like I found like scans, right? Of the source yeah, books online. you know the thing is, so I still have trouble because you know I'm usually either on a an iPod, uh, or I mean iPad, iPad yeah. or an iPhone. I mean I can do it on my PC you know, yeah. or my Mac at home, but mm-hmm. then I'm I'm stuck. You know, where at least That's a true. book I can just kind of take it and. There is something about having that that physical book. You know, I mean, it's just there is uh, some pluses to it. I mean, there you is. know that I have two physical books and still you printed out your entire character's resources <laughs> to put in a binder. Yes, I know. But that's see now that's my my <laughs> annotated book for you just me. That right. One. Yeah. Just <laughs> he just wanted to go through his ink and his printer. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to expire. Oh, man. Uh, well, I think that that's about all I've got for this one. What about you guys? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm tapped. Ooh, hey. It's the mm-hmm. post-Halloween, you know, I'm all the sugars so out of it. from the sugar high. I've been um, on a sugar high. I haven't slept in four days. <laughs> <laughs> all I dream about is Twix. We could just uh, <laughs> we could just tell Halloween-based jokes for another uh, half an hour. And that's oh. it, folks. We are <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, We are coming up on the, the end of this session. Um, again, thank you for uh, staying, hanging out with us, you know, listening to us. Um, we do want your input. We definitely would like to uh, hear from you and, and let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Um, but we will be back next week with, uh, I don't know, man, we're already going into, uh, we're going into turkey time. So Woo! it's, uh, we're turning the corner. We're, uh, we're fast approaching the, uh, the winter. So the Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. Or we don't know what we'll do, but we'll do something. Those of you not from the states and our listeners, uh, turkey time is when we kill a turkey and we uh, are thankful about it. That's right. Very in line with Theon because anytime yeah. he can kill something, he He's makes thankful. him happy. He's I am thankful. thankful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Thanks for listening, everybody. So yeah, I hope yeah. you all had a great Halloween, um, and uh, hope to see you guys next week. Yep, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Ooh, guys. Bye. bye. Hey, Clay, uh, did you know that we have a website? We have a website? Yeah, we have a website. It's um, rollforinsanity.com. Wait, do I spell out the word for? No, it's just the number. So oh. it's roll, the number four, insanity.com. That's awesome. What can I find on there? Yeah, th- we have a bunch of stuff on there, actually. Have you ever wanted to follow us on social media? I have. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to find those pages on it the really app. It really is. Yeah. I can't spell. Right. And so, you know, uh, but the thing is, if you can make it to our website, we have links to all of our social media on there. Wow. You know what social medias we have? I'd like? love to know. We have Facebook, <gasps> ooh, Instagram, pictures, and Twitter. Annoying. Wow. All <laughs> your favorite social medias in one place. Um, besides that. Uh, we also have a newsletter. A newsletter. A newsletter. What do we say? So you put your email in, and and then we take it and sell it to people over the internet. We don't sell it. We don't sell it. <laughs> but what we will do is we'll send you updates on whenever we release a new episode, or if there's anything else that we want to fill you guys in on. That's so exciting, Ryan. I'm going to go there right now. Isn't it just? But hold on. <gasps> there's more. There's more. We also have a section dedicated to new players. Who's that? So if you're just getting into D&D for the first time, we have a bunch of stuff, uh, links to Amazon, all like consolidated onto one page. And, you know, if you're looking to buy some dice or a dice tower or a DM screen, 
or some handbooks, you know, any of that sound interesting? I love all of those things and well, more. Congratulations. We got all of your favorite links in one place. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, also, if you think that we're doing a bad job and you want to tell us about it. I hate you. Or if you think we're doing a good job and you want them to tell us about it, we have a feedback section. A feedback section. Yeah. You can just uh, type in your message. Let us know what you think about the show, what you want to see in future episodes. And that'll get delivered directly to us. I'm going to flame you guys so hard. Great. Except that only Nathan will be reading it. And then he's going to tell us what it said. So you'll only be hurting his feelings. That's good. 